0: The fare is 18 credits, please. Sue me, dickhead. We hope you enjoyed the ride. (laughs) Perhaps.
1: to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 170. My name's Larry, your host as always, and with me today is my co-host Jessalyn. Hello. We are back after a few weeks here. We've reloaded with some movies that we've watched. Of course, the reloads are a bunch of um, sequels, prequels, remakes, redos, rehashes.
2: Except for one.
1: Except for one and our movie of the week. So, let's get into it uh, right away here, because, you know, I don't like to fight around too much and let's talk about bullshit, it. but, yeah. Okay, anyway, yeah, let's, uh, let's go with our first movie here, uh, shoot it there.
2: All right, the, well, let's talk about VHS 99. So, there are two movies we forgot to talk about a few
1: weeks ago, so Yeah. it's been a
2: while since we've seen these. Um, VHS 99, 2022 on Shudder.
1: Yes, uh, I was happy when this movie came out, because I am a big fan of the VHS series, so 99 was, of course, the sequel to 94, and you had VHS one, two, and VHS viral before. Um, I think you know the it kind of went down in quality a little bit with part three, mm-hmm. but I still enjoyed them, and I and I still enjoyed this one too, even though it wasn't as good as the prior one, which was VHS 94. But there is a few good segments in here, and they're not none of them are horrible. If you remember any of them.
2: I remember the first one. You'll just have to refresh yeah. my memory on the, the other one. Well,
1: ones. the first one is with the, the punk rock band Yeah. that burned up. And so these kids from years later go and, I guess, want to perform in uh, the same place as, as these prior performers where they died and their ghosts haunt them. And it turns into, like, a zombie fest. So um, that one's okay, but uh, there's some other good ones. I like the one with the with the girl who gets um, locked in the in the coffin.
2: Oh yeah, I did like that one. That one mm-hmm. was pretty
1: good. Uh, I like the one where the guys, those two guys, are transported to hell, and
2: that they one have is to find the way
1: out. So I thought that one was was yeah. clever. Yeah,
2: I think the first one, just everyone in that one, is so intolerable that that yes. one sticks out. Because I hate them all and they don't die fast enough.
1: Yes. And then there was like the Medusa one
0: yep. uh, that was involved
1: mm-hmm. with the wraparound. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 it's it's not bad. It, I still had a good time watching it. Not as good as the prior. But uh, I do say give this one a go because if you like the other VHS series, you're going to like this one too.
2: Yeah, I agree. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It's It was just fine.
1: Yes. All right. All right, uh, and that's on Shudder, correct? Mm-hmm, yes. on Shudder. Nice.
2: Next, Halloween Ends 2022 on Peacock.
1: So, yeah, so a lot of mo- people have already talked about this movie already to death. Uh, I really haven't listened to too much of what people have had to say about it, other than uh, a couple different people on YouTube. But this one, I, I like I've said a million times before on here, I'm not a huge fan of the Halloween franchise. Right. I like the first one. Uh, the third one, to me, I, I, uh, is probably my favorite, and it has nothing to do with Michael Myers. Right.
2: They tried something totally different to make it into like, an anthology series, which I thought was cool.
1: Right. And um, I liked the uh, 2018 Halloween also. I thought that one worked really well. Um, yes.
2: As the final Halloween forever.
0: <laughs> yes
2: part of why I hated Halloween kills I didn't hate Halloween ends
1: I didn't hate it either and I saw where they were going with it and it didn't bother me like a lot of other people did yeah but at the same time I also would have liked to have seen Michael Myers in the movie and be the main antagonist but what well, they do <laughs> do in the movie yeah exactly <laughs> and it's the same thing that goes for Texas chainsaw that yeah. uh, one that's on Netflix. Like dude was like in his eighties, man. Yeah. Come on. Like I'm How can sorry. you not
2: kill this guy? No offense, eighty year old men.
1: <laughs> but yeah, seriously. Like like oh god. Yeah. So anyway, going back to Halloween ends, um, I'm happy I guess it does end. Uh, they throw his ass into a meat grinder.
2: Yeah, so we have time, because we don't have that many movies. Um, no, we don't. And if you haven't seen it yet, I don't know, that's on you. It's been a while, so... It's
1: been about a month now, so yeah. yeah.
2: <clears throat> so if you really wanted to see it, I'm sorry, stop this, uh, pick it back up in like five minutes.
0: We'll
2: it. <laughs> uh, this is, it's actually sort of reminiscent of, I believe it's Halloween 6, the one with Paul Rudd, where he's sort of like infested with the evil of Michael Myers. So there's a character that you meet at the very beginning. He's babysitting a kid on Halloween, There's a whole, you know, this kid's still scared of Michael Myers. The whole city is still scared. Um, And then he accidentally, totally accidentally, horrifically kills this kid, through through the fault of the child, of the kid, honestly.
1: It was like a karate kick to the door, and the kid flew off the side. of The kid locks him into
2: an like a room. Right. So he kicks the door down when the kid's right in front of it, and he flies off the side of the balcony and.
1: Which We're is probably so the best part of the movie, I It's think. pretty amazing. <laughs> cause it's,
2: and it's horrific because it is a child. I'm not saying nine year olds deserve to die that way for being assholes. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, he's kind of a jerk.
2: Yeah. So then there's this whole stigma surrounding him. He was arrested. He ended up being acquitted because it was just a horrific accident, but the entire town hates him. And then he starts uh, becoming evil, kind of. Like, he wants to get revenge on the town that hates him, and then it becomes even more than that. He's, like, right. possessed by the evil that is in Michael Myers.
1: Right, and and what the movie is trying to say, and what it's... I mean, in each one of these new Halloween movies, the movie's trying to say something, and right. this time around, it's, like, evil doesn't necessarily need to be born. It can be it could be manufactured through someone's environment. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and that's the I, I think the premise of it is. But then there is, of course, the, the battle uh, against Michael Myers at the end, which is, I mean, it's okay.
2: It, it, but, it, yeah, it sort of shifts gears entirely to, you know, a 70-year-old woman and an 80-year-old man fighting other <laughs> to the death.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's what it comes out to be. I didn't hate it, but also I don't think it was very good either. Um, but that's just me with the Halloween series, once again. Yeah. Um,
2: Interesting choice. I, Tried something a little different. Yeah. Cool. I got to
1: give it to you there. I mean, because, yeah, like we said, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> yeah. Whole
0: and
2: I know it was, like, fan service for all the people who, you know, Michael Myers gets his head chopped off and he still comes back, or there are all kinds of things that happen to Michael Myers and he survives. So this, like, they put his body through a meat grinder at the end. So it shifts gears to the kid, the kid who's evil, shoots himself to frame Laurie Strode.
1: Did he shoot um, himself or he stabs, stabs himself? Stabs himself,
2: sorry, to frame Laurie Strode. Um, and then his, her granddaughter is really upset that she sees him dead. She was dating him. Right, yeah. Um. And then it turns out she, like, comes to and she's like, oh, no, I have, my grandma never would have done this. And right. And comes yeah. back and helps kill Michael Myers and then they put him through a meat grinder and
0: <laughs>
2: it's, I don't know, the movie's kind of disjointed and stupid, but, right, but yeah. I didn't have a bad time.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't horrible.
2: And for those of you who will love Halloween no matter what, that's fine, man. I love Nightmare on Elm Street 5, 6. I like yeah. them. I know they're bad. I don't
1: care.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see Freddie again. So
1: right, exactly. Yeah. All right, our next one.
2: Next, Pearl, 2022. We rented that on Amazon. That was in a, a limited release in theaters. Yes, it is a sequel to X, uh, Ty West's horror movie about um, these porn stars go to the out to this farm to shoot um, this old woman who owns the farm. Is sort of like psychotic and jealous and starts picking them off. So, this sorry, is not a sequel, a prequel yes. to that. So, you get to see her as like a 17, 18 year old. No, she's older than that. She's probably in her she's early a, 20s. Yeah, early 20s. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, she is married, but her husband is off uh, fighting in World War One. Yeah. You have, um, and then you, you kind of see who this person is without giving everything away through uh, like her. Or family situation, you, right, you, you, you you're, you're kind of on her side through this whole movie, pretty much, um, until you know, of course, things begin to unravel and you see this person that you're, you're not sure if you want to side with them or not.
2: Right. So her, her parents are like German immigrant farmers, mm-hmm. just trying to make their own way. It's a really tough life. It's uh, wet in the what the twenties. Uh, no,
1: the teens. For, to be World War 1, yeah. Right,
2: right. World War 1, <laughs> World War 1 that he gets sent off to. Yeah. Yes. Um Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think you liked it a lot more than I did. I
1: did. I did. I think Mia Goth was excellent in the movie. Me
2: too. It's not that. It's just uh, Patton Oswalt tells a joke about the prequels of Star Wars being like John Voigt's glistening ball sack. Uh-huh. Like do you like Angelina Jolie, well here's John Voigt's glistening mm-hmm. ball sack. And that's how I felt about Pearl. Like, it explains things that I didn't need you to explain when I saw X. Like, mm-hmm. I, I had a pretty good idea of this woman's motivation. I didn't need to see a prequel of her actually being a murderer
1: when she was mm-hmm. in her 20s.
2: Spoilers. Everybody. Right,
1: right. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I disagree with that. Okay. Uh, of course, this is the one time I'm happy to see a, a prequel of something because... I did like X. Me too. And I do like Ty West as a director, so I was like, okay, I, I do want to see this then. Mhm. And I think it was handled very well. And um, I'll just leave it at that. Actually, I mean, I, I really I can't I can't really fight you on how you know, It's on, just uh, how I
2: felt. Right, yeah. going mm-hmm.
1: into like I don't need to know this. I don't need to know that. I guess I really didn't need to know that either. But, at the same time, I do would like to see or know Pearl's motivation in the movie X. Not just her as a person, necessarily, but just why them. and, and um, Sure. So, yeah.
2: I just think, for me, the motivation was pretty obvious. This was a woman who was trapped, taking care of a farm with her husband... And now these young kids come in, they're trying to pave their own way. They're, um, you know, all about sexual freedom. She never got to do that. I felt like that was pretty clear in the movie without Ty West spelling it out for me in a prequel. So that's right. Like, yeah, um, yeah. And I do feel like it took like an hour before anything to even happen. Which but, in some cases it's fine when it's a slow burn. I'm right. sorry, but... But I, <laughs>
1: like, I, I like how of course during x she's murdering everyone and and i'm not necessarily saying that i i want to know exactly but what i'm saying is that i like how it wasn't necessarily her family or her surroundings made her into the person that she is i think through this movie what you find out, is that she was fucked up all along. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. that it wasn't because of this and because of that. You just find out, like, no, no, she was just always fucked up. And, and it didn't try and, and make her necessarily... F- it, well, it does... You do try and make... They, they do make you feel sorry for her. Right. On purpose, though. Sure. And that's I think that's what's so good about the movie is that it kind of wants to redirect you in, in a certain way to feel about this person, even though you saw the the um, the '70s X movie. But th- th- there's a part of you that that wants to to feel bad for her, but sure. then you know sit through the rest of the movie and and see that no, it wasn't because of her surroundings, it wasn't because of this, is that. She's always been a fucked up person. Unhinged, yeah. Yes, and it was no one's. I don't think it was necessarily anyone's fault, but I think that's what the movie of Pearl tries to to make you believe. Sure. And uh, I liked how they did that.
2: Yeah, it's it's a competent movie. I just I didn't I didn't need it. I do think it's cool. Her husband barely shows up at the very end. I mean, obviously, if you've seen X. Her husband is there. Yes. It's the same guy, so you know he's coming back eventually. But I think it's cool throughout the movie, she, like, uh, fantasizes about him coming home. And you see him from far away, like, walking up. And then by the end of the movie, she's still fantasizing about him coming home, but she's sort of dreading it. Because she's gotten this taste of freedom outside of her marriage, mm-hmm. outside of her parents. And then that's that's all gone at the end. Right. That is cool. It's it's a well told story. I just didn't need it, or I didn't need it to be that long. Oh my God, her monologue at the end just kill me. Please just
1: kill me. <laughs> I like that. You don't kill I, me. I,
2: I like <laughs> it if it was only like three minutes, but it's like ten minutes. It's of not monologue. ten minutes. It feels like ten minutes.
1: Sure, it feels <laughs> like ten minutes, but it's not. And that's uh, I I actually like that part of the movie a lot.
0: Yeah. So.
2: A good, well-acted by Mia Goth. that just...
0: Yeah.
2: Eh. But I'm probably in the mi- minority. I bet people really like it. And that's great. Yeah. Good yeah, for you. They do. Yeah. Next. This is the last one before our movie of the week. We didn't watch that much. We've been watching a lot of TV. Not yeah, Not yeah. a lot of movies. Um, Don't Worry Darling. 2022 on HBO. This is directed by Olivia Wilde. Um, starring Florence Pugh and Harry Styles. hmm um, it, it got all kinds of press because there uh, there was allegedly some tension on set and Shia LaBeouf yeah. was fired or then he released tapes that actually showed that he quit. He wasn't fired. Mm-hmm. So it got all of this press. And I think that's too bad because it, it got like lukewarm reviews. And I think um, that's
1: because of all that press. Because crap. of all yeah. that
2: press. Yeah, that they expected it to really be something... And it's good. I liked it. I watched it again with you because I wanted you to see it, and I like it even more. There are parts that I feel like there are loose ends that don't get tied up that kind of bother me, but but I was entertained throughout, even the second time.
1: I I, I enjoyed this movie, too. I thought it was pretty good, and I thought it was well shot, well filmed and everything, and... uh, yeah, I don't know why people are, are so lukewarm about this movie. I, I, I thought it was pretty good, and of course it's it's something that has somewhat been done before, but sure. in, a, in a certain kind of way now. And yeah, there are some some plot holes and stuff in there, but uh, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Along, yeah. I thought Florence Pugh was really good. Uh, people were like, "Oh, Harry Styles is horrible," but no, I was like, "He was not. fine." Yeah. I, I mean, he, he, I mean, not the greatest, but yeah, I thought he was fine in the movie. Me too. I thought everyone else was really good too. I I thought this was a well made movie, and I I think you should check it out. So oh, anyone right. who who followed all that that crap that that shit that does not matter about right. that movie. And I'm not even talking about the Shia LaBeouf stuff. I'm just talking about all like all all the crap that was happening. Like, who cares? Like, like. Let's not dictate like what this movie is because of that crap. Right. Um,
2: it's definitely. I mean, what did I say? Like the Stepford Wives is the biggest. You're gonna yeah, the yeah. village. It's reminiscent of all that. You're gonna guess the twist mostly from the very beginning. Yeah. You're not gonna guess the whole twist.
1: But you're you're gonna get you're you're definitely gonna get vibes in some way right. going. Of course not everything here is what it seems.
2: Yeah, so. Chris Pine, I forgot to say. Chris Pine is excellent. Yeah. He's real smarmy. And you don't usually see Chris Pine like that. Yeah, he's, he's really usually. great at it. Um but that also he seemed like a great foil for Florence Pugh and he's even excited at the idea of her character challenging him. Mm-hmm. And then that's one of the big things that I think is wholly unsatisfying because that never really happens.
1: there's there's never really a standoff
2: no yeah there's one standoff at dinner where he basically gaslights her and wins the argument um and then says some things that are confusing i don't know and then you think yeah there's going to be some sort of like face-off with the two of them and there there isn't i say yeah don't worry darling go see it i will definitely watch it again
1: it's good yeah it was good all right uh up next our movie of the week Our movie of the week is the 2022 horror film, Barbarian. Uh, this is Jessalyn's pick. as uh, She gets to pick every fifth movie that we do. And I thought this was a good idea, seeing as it was just finally released on, uh, was it HBO Max, I believe? Yes,
2: on HBO Max. I've seen it four times now. Right. Since it was released.
1: Uh, just about like a week or two ago, it was finally released. It was in theaters. I read nothing about this movie. Other than just seeing people's headlines, oh my god, holy shit, Barbarian. Yeah, I didn't
2: read anything about it either, just like the one sentence, like, woman goes to Airbnb.
1: Right. So uh, before we start this review, I just want to say that this is going to be full of spoilers. So if you have not seen Barbarian, do not listen to this. Please don't. Or check it out and then come back. Because we are spoiling the entire movie and yeah. we are going to talk about um, how we feel about it mm-hmm. and um, where we're coming from. So, uh, starting now, spoiler talk. Yeah. Alright, lead it off here with Barbarian.
2: Alright, we open somewhere in Detroit at night in the rain. A woman drives up in her car to her Airbnb um, she's looking for, she gets looking for the email with the code. Some person named Marcus is calling her. She keeps ignoring that call. Um, she goes up to the door. At first she gets the code wrong, and so you think, oh God, she's stuck outside. Uh, then she gets the code right, and in that lockbox or that realtor lock, there's no key. So she calls um, the Airbnb owner. They don't answer because it's late at night. Uh, she gets back in her car trying to figure out what to do, and then a light comes on uh, in the Airbnb. And then Bill Skarsgård comes out. You can tell because he's nine feet tall. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes back up, opens the door. And they realize that the the Airbnb was double booked. So they both booked it for the same weekend.
1: Right. What I, I really think was uh, effective about this scene just starting to is how really just how dark it is on that street. And you don't get a sense right. of of where she is
2: yeah you can't see
1: anything Anything. so you you kind of think maybe this is just a regular neighborhood but there are no lights on in any of the buildings and you can't really see much yourself as you're watching her park her car and get out and go to this airbnb Mm -hmm. um you find out a little bit later on but we'll get there
0: yeah
2: so she's obviously She doesn't want to go in because this is a strange man. And she even mentions later, like, no, well, we'll get there.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: So she's very nervous about going in. She asks if she can see his confirmation. He kind of chuckles about it, but she's not kidding. Mm -hmm. Um, So he shows her the confirmation. She tries to get another hotel while she's doing that. He is, Bill Skarsgård plays this so well, because even the fourth time I saw it, um you're still you really don't know what he's all about um you don't entirely trust him and, and you you shouldn't entirely trust him as the if you're from the pov of the main character which is tess uh, his name is keith so he says i'm going to make some tea and she's like no no don't make me any tea he insists that she sleep in the bedroom and she says well i kind of have a thing about clean sheets so they're washing the sheets she goes to get cleaned up in the bathroom when she comes out of the bathroom he has, there was a bottle of wine that was left by the Airbnb owner mm-hmm. um, and he launches into this really awkward, you know, I noticed you didn't drink your tea, so I, I didn't open the wine while you were in the bathroom because I wanted you to, you know, I understand you don't know me, you, you don't trust me, so I wanted you to see me, you know, open the bottle of wine and he's just mm. on and on and on. She still says no. He opens the bottle of wine and has a glass and eventually she warms up a little bit, starts to trust him, has a glass of wine and they really start talking.
1: Right, and so, but during this whole time also, like, like, um, Skarsgård Keith, he's very, he's still kind of awkward, and he still kind of, seems like he's waking up still, and along with, you know, being put in a situation where, you know, you want to, you want to be a good person. Right. And you don't, you don't want to put off any vibes to this other person that, uh, you can do any kind of harm, so he's trying his best to do anything he possibly can to not be a creep.
0: Right. But at the
1: same time, I, I I would assume, coming from a woman's point of view, that's something also you look for, too. Because this movie uh, is made for horror fans
0: mm-hmm.
1: and for women. Yeah. Um, horror fans watching this movie are going, oh, I see where they're going with this because I've seen horror movies before. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't necessarily go there. Yeah. But it shows you all of these... I won't even say horror movie tropes because they're not even tropes. They're just little things about living in a world where you don't trust anyone. Right. And it's constantly giving you those situations throughout this entire movie, and especially in the beginning here because we're we're being introduced to all of our... our, our, our Well, what we think is our main characters for this movie. So we're investing a lot of time with them, and but we're also... Doing it awkwardly and yeah. and slow and um yeah, just, just awkwardly, I would say.
2: Yeah, and there are small world things. She's there for a job interview with a documentarian who did a jazz documentary called Blue Easy. He says he knows the documentary, she can't believe it. It turns out he's a musician who knows a lot about uh the the premise of the documentary, the whole point right. of the documentary. And just the whole time, it's sort of like a meet-cute, but also the whole time I was like, no, this guy is going to kill her or there is something wrong. He's too charming, like he's mm. too anxious. Um, and then they, at one point in the conversation, they start talking about whether or not the roles were reversed if she would have let him in. And he says, oh, you wouldn't have let me in? And she goes, no, I wouldn't have let you in. What am I, crazy? Mm-hmm. And then she says, but you would have just waltzed on in, because right. that's exactly what you're allowed to do, essentially, as a man. Not even realizing that I, this would be a terrifying situation for me, because that's just not the life experience that you've had to have.
1: Now, it's also tucked into that conversation, which is really hard to miss, what preempts it is her talking about her relationship with, it seems, Marcus, the man yes. who's called her twice, into <clears throat> which she's hung up. Uh, and... What pretty much Keith is saying to her is saying, you know, hey, don't let people walk all over you kind of thing, right. giving her a little bit of confidence, something that you, you would do to be nice to someone, sure. which she does. So we can kind of get a sense of what kind of person she is. She seems like she might be a person who lets people walk all over her mm-hmm. or someone who is very accepting initially of people and their honesty and their kindness. Uh, which leads up to um, the end of pretty much of when they're talking is when her sheets are finally made um, and are, are done being cleaned, mm-hmm. and they're putting them back on the bed. And there's an awkward moment between them, between them, where you were at least I got the sense where she was already smitten and let ready to let everything go, and if he would have made a move, they totally would have fucked.
2: Yeah. I agree. But
1: he didn't. But he didn't, though. Yeah. And then he left, and she went to bed uh, smiling.
2: Yeah. So then, it's the middle of the night. She has closed and locked the door. That's No, she hasn't closed
1: and locked the door. She just closed the door this time. She didn't lock it. Remember, because she was very happy?
2: She didn't lock it. Right? and So
1: she wasn't thinking about everything that she was thinking about before. Right. Now, that's a big point, is because she didn't lock it.
2: She didn't lock it she wakes up and the door is open. She wakes up cuz she hears the door open uh-huh. and then the door's ajar. She walks out, Keith's on the couch making noises like uh, he's having uh, a nightmare. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So,
1: and this this is
2: this is a really nice moment. I this is a really cool moment, I think. She walks out there and she wakes him up and scares the shit out of him. And mm-hmm. he's pretty upset that
0: she would do that. And
2: she's like, did you open my door? And he's like, what? I'm no. Like, no, no,
1: I've been asleep. I was Sleep. making noises yeah. kind of thing. So, like, Still
2: don't trust him. Right, exactly. Yeah.
1: Seeing as now, like, okay, here's another thing we're going to try and throw at you about this character. Is right. that he's making these weird noises while he's sleeping. Of course, that can mean nothing. Right. But it can mean almost anything at the same time. Uh, it's just another thing the filmmakers are throwing at you. And I think they're throwing out specifically to horror fans going, oh, here's this thing. Yeah, no, no, we're not going to follow through with it because right. we want to keep pointing you in this direction. Right.
2: Um, I imagine he would be making noises because Bill Skarsgård can't fit on a love seat. Yeah, his know, neck was that. probably killing him. <laughs> yeah. His
1: airway was closed <laughs> off.
2: Um, so she apologizes. She goes back to the bed. They both go back to sleep. She wakes up in the morning. And he's gone, but Mm -hmm. he left a note, like a nice little note, saying that he would be back later. He leaves the key. No, he said he leaves her the key and says, please leave the key in the Mm lockbox so we can get back in.
1: So, but another thing you miss though is when you know they do depart at night when she goes back to her room. They made a point of showing her lock the door this time when she closed it, click Mm -hmm. like that. So anyway, yeah. But she
2: still seems to feel bad about how upset he is, right. which like, again, makes me not trust him. Like, mm, but something's really up. Um,
1: yeah. But her reaction to the note, though, is also, I mean, she does seem pretty happy about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it was a nice note that he they're, left.
2: They're really much. hitting it off.
1: Definitely. Yes.
2: Um, so, and she has woken up late, so she gets ready really fast to go to her interview. She opens the door to the Airbnb. Now in broad daylight, you see that this is like a ghost town with yes. just condemned houses. As far as the eye can see, this is the only house where clearly someone could l- inhabit it.
1: No, no cars um, anywhere. No inside. cars,
2: no people. Um, so yeah, so she notices that. She goes to her job interview. Um, af- so you see after the interview where she's talking to the interviewer, mm-hmm. um, ask where she's staying. She says where she's staying in Detroit and the interviewer is like, the documentarian is like, What? What?
1: Yeah, like, no, No, you you can't can't stay there. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And she's like, no, it's okay. I have a roommate. And
0: she's like, what?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So uh, then she comes back, and a man from the distance starts yelling at her. Well, yeah, she drives back to the house. Drives back to the house, yeah.
1: Um, And this is filmed really well, too, because uh, they see her in the car. She's getting out of the car, not you know, really paying attention too much. Yeah. And in the back, and off in the distance, you can kind of see someone moving very quickly. And then um, the person gets closer and starts yelling and then chases her towards the house and she runs back in. She has to put in the key code first and then opens the door, gets in, locks it, and the guy's like, you can't be in there. Get out of that he house. Just
2: says, yeah, come out that house. Come, yeah, out come out that house. Come out
1: that house. It's come out very that house. threatening. Yes. It's- Right. Yeah. So you don't know necessarily know what he means by come out that house right. meaning I'm gonna come out that house so I can get you. Exactly. Yes.
2: So she calls the police. Uh the dispatcher just says, uh there are no available units. Like completely yeah. doesn't care at all. She probably doesn't believe that anybody actually is living or can inhabit any of those houses. Mm-hmm. So says, No, nobody's coming and then nobody comes.
1: So um So she stays in there and waits for a while uh, and then she goes to take a dump. And there's no toilet paper. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so she has to go down to the basement where there's toilet paper. And the door closes and locks behind her. So mm-hmm. she's stuck in the basement now.
1: Yes. Uh, so now she's just going to like fiddle around in the basement until uh, Keith comes back, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But while in doing that, she sees that there's a hidden door in the basement. Leading to a dark hallway to where she can't see. Mm-hmm. And she's like, whoop. Nope.
2: Yeah, literally, she walks up there and is like, nope, and then yeah. goes to sit on the stairs.
1: Um, um, but then she gets uh, a good, a bright idea, <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is that there's a window in this basement, and there's also a light in the basement, and there's a big mirror, so she directs the mirror with light down into the hallway so she can see, mm-hmm. so then she starts to explore what's in there. And uh, what she finds out at the end of the hallway, this dark hallway, is a room with a bed with a bunch of blood smears and a video camera. Mm -hmm. Uh, She walks up to the door, uh, doesn't go in, (laughs) because us as horror fans are going, I think I know what's going to happen now. She's going to go in here with the camera in this room, and they're going to close and lock her in.
2: And, and Keith is behind this. I know it. Yes.
1: Still he has certain. to be. Yeah. But no, that's not what happens. Yeah. And then she sees that there's um, an even longer hallway, uh, a longer group of stairs heading down underneath. No, not, not yet. yet. Not, not yet. you haven't found that yet? Okay. No.
2: So she, uh, Keith comes home. She hears Keith pull up. She knocks on the window. Um, Keith is able to help her open the window. Mm -hmm. Um, She hands him the key, and he lets her in, and she is freaking out. Like, we have to get out of here. We have to go. And he, it's not as though he's not taking her seriously, but he's not worried. He's like, I know you're upset, but I just haven't seen what you saw. I need to go and see it. And she's like, "No, no, no. You just have to trust me. We have to get out of here. Right. And he's like, you stay up here so if the door closes on me again, you can let me out. Right. Yeah. Um, so he goes down there. He's down there for way too long. Mm-hmm. And she finally goes down to see where he is, what's taking him so long.
1: But this time, luckily, she remembers to prop she open the door. props the
0: door, the door open, <laughs> yeah.
2: So she props the door open with a chair and then goes down there. He's not in that room. Then Mm -hmm. she hears something and she removes this. I think it's a big piece of plywood. um, And then she sees this huge staircase heading down even further into the basement. And it looks like just a dirty old crawl space. Um, She almost doesn't go. And then she hears, it becomes really clear that it's Keith screaming for help. Mm -hmm. So she's terrified, but she walks down the stairs to try to find Keith. Um, he's screaming, help me, please help me. Um, still, I'm like, ooh, he is luring her down to this basement. Yeah. <laughs> mm, don't do this. Don't do it. Get out of there. She goes down there. She finds him. He looks really shaken, saying, there's somebody else down here. There's somebody else down here. Somebody there. bit me. Somebody bit me. Mm-hmm. There's somebody else here. And she says, come on, let's get the fuck out of here. Come on. And he's like, no, 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 no. We have to go this way. He's like full on panicking, and he right, wants yeah. to go backwards. And she's like, no, Keith, no. Come on, let's go up the stairs. Let's get out of this house. Mm. Um, And then someone does come up behind him and just crushes his skull into the wall several times. Keith Uh, is dead.
1: Keith is dead. And we see it's a large, naked, humanoid woman.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: And then that's when the scene ends. She jumps at Tess and then Black. 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 Yeah. Uh, That's the first half of the movie. Yeah. And then now we start our second half. Where we flip roles, we're um, not not we're not going to see a woman go through this process, but now we're going to see a man go through this same process. Right. Uh, this is where Justin Long comes in, his character. He's
2: great. Justin Long playing a dickhead is just yeah, chef's kiss. He's so good at it.
1: Because for so long, <laughs> he was always playing the straight man to everyone else, but then finally, like Kevin Smith gave him a a few roles where he wasn't the straight man anymore. He did, uh, was like uh, a Zack and Mary plays like the, the the gay porn star guy. Then he was in Tusk. Tusk. So good. Like good people are using him in other roles other than like the, the serious boyfriend role or like Ryan Reynolds, butt buddy, you know, right. It's it, it, it. He works very well, especially in this movie.
2: They're calling him the, a screen queen now. And he's really flattered by that. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Yeah.
1: All right. So uh, he's in
2: a car co- in his uh, convertible in LA singing this song called "Ricky Tiki Tabby. Yes. Um.
1: He has a convertible. He's enjoying life. Like knows no other person. All the
2: words to this song. Things are going great. Um, that Rikki-Tikki-Tabby, I didn't even notice the song at all. You noticed the song immediately. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to look up because I didn't remember it. Rikki-Tikki-Tabby is a, from a section of the jungle book. It's about this mongoose who, uh, becomes protective of this Indian family who let him live on their property. And he ends up protecting the family from these snakes
0: mm-hmm.
2: and the song, these cobras and the song is "Ricky Ticky Tabby," mongoose is gone, and the the whole song is about how this the artist who wrote the song is realizing that there is no Ricky Ticky Tabby. You thought that there was a protector; it was school, the government. Mm-hmm. It's none of those. You're taking care of yourself. Um, and so we talked a lot about, or I talked a lot about like what this song could mean. And you tell me what you think, because well, I, I think... thought well, it could be that he. Thinks he's the mongoose when he's actually the cobra, and we're gonna find that out very soon.
1: No, I just, I just think it shows how selfish he is. Yes, that's mm-hmm. just a, a song, just saying like, you have to be selfish. To be successful in this yeah, world. Yeah, okay. That's what I think it's trying to I say. I think we can both
2: be right. Yeah, we can. Yeah, be. yeah we sure. Can. I mean,
1: it's just however you interpret it.
2: The song's much more pers- purposeful than I noticed until you yeah. pointed it out. Because I asked you,
1: sure. I was like, what do you think about the Ricky Tabby song? And you're like, I was like, what? Who? Someone and I'd was saying? Twice as three, three times? Point, three <laughs> times. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just,
2: yeah, because all it establishes for me is that this is some cocky
1: asshole. Yeah, and then, yeah, and yeah, it does a perfect job of doing that. Right. Um, He does get a phone call, and you do kind of learn that he is someone important, and then we do learn that he is a producer of a pilot for TV, Mm -hmm. and his uh, fellow producers and writers and everything called him, and they pretty much called and said that he's been me-tooed.
2: Yeah, the the star of the sitcom said she won't move forward with the project um, with him because and he's the one who says it outright. Um, mm-hmm. They say sexual misconduct, and he says, What's well, she saying, that I raped her? And yeah. they go silent. Yes. And then they say, Yes,
0: she's yeah. saying that you raped her. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, and then they say, You know, we're going to conduct an investigation, but this project will likely not move forward with you as a part of it. So he's right. fired.
1: So, yeah, he is very upset. I mean, yeah. he, he's. Now he's going nuclear. He's saying, you know, I'm going to sue her, that fuck her. That fucking kind of.
2: bitch, yeah. Right, he's
1: saying all this stuff. And as, as a man watching this movie, I'm like, all right, well, let's see how this is going to play out right now. I want to see, you know, if he's really a bad guy or or maybe, you know, who knows. Uh, but I think, and um, I'm, of course I can never be certain about this, but I'm pretty sure from your point of view when you're watching this, you're like, oh, yeah, this guy's a piece of shit.
2: For sure. And and it's even more telling that he's the one who says the word rape first.
1: Yes. Um,
2: Obviously, if a woman makes that sort of accusation, I believe the woman because there's... They have everything to lose and nothing to gain to make Mm -hmm. that kind of accusation. It could completely destroy her reputation, and she still came forward. So in most of those cases, I know that they're not all true, but I I believe the woman. In most cases, that's true, and I'm going to believe the woman. And even more telling again that he says, oh, what? Did she say I raped her? Yeah, that that doesn't look good on you at all. And then calling her a fucking bitch after that over and over and over. To where his financial advisor is like,
1: dude. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so now he he wants to counter sue and he's looking at his finances. Yeah. And he's seeing that he's um, he's going to, I mean, it's, this is going to run him dry if he's going to fight this. So yeah. he sees that he doesn't have much time left with the amount of money he has to get these lawyers, which is going to cost him like a hundred grand, probably even more than that. Mm-hmm. So he needs to start selling some of his properties. hmm Um, so he ends up leaving the state to go to Detroit and then we see that he owns the property where this is all taking place.
2: He doesn't manage it or anything. He has the Airbnb person managing it for him, but Mm -hmm. he owns the place. Right. So he goes there to stay and to get it ready to sell it.
1: Right. And then we see, um, that, um, he's still very upset about this. He talks to his lawyer and he says to his lawyer, you know, maybe if I just call her, and say you know talk to her, and his lawyer's like, "Do not do that. Right. Say, you do not talk to her anymore."
0: Yeah,
1: like dude, that's the worst decision you can make. He's like, "All right, fine." And then his lawyer's even like, "Dude, you left the state right now. Yeah. I mean, that's gonna look very bad." He's like, mm-hmm. "Well, I need money to pay you, asshole," kind of thing.
2: Right.
1: Uh, so then he ends up. Um, he had there before.
2: Yeah, the suitcase, like toothbrush, the like, hair kit that Keith left behind, it's all still there. Yeah, like, yeah, someone all
1: this here. shit's still there, so... But
2: instead of being scared, he's angry.
1: Yeah, he's, so he ends up calling right. whomever uh, manages that and says, well, well, who was here? Like, why is all this shit here? And then pretty much... They said it's been a couple weeks, no one's rented it since, so the maid hasn't come since to clean before anyone else right. rented it. So, um, so then he's upset about that. And then that's when um, you see him in the... Uh, I believe he was in the bathroom kind of brushing his teeth and everything, and he's talking to his mom
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, because what it ended up happening is that there, um, there was an article the next day that came out about what happened and the controversy. She did an op-ed and, or something right. like that. Yeah. So and it was going to, um, from what they said when he was having the conversation in his car, is that the next day they're going to release this. Um, so he was on the, having a conversation with his mom, saying, you know, Mom, I didn't do this. She made this up, kind of thing. She's like, well, what should I say, you know, and mm-hmm. just say she's lying, kind of thing. And she was like, I uh, wish you would, you know, come back to Detroit. And we're like, wait a minute, he's in Detroit right, right now. And what she says, uh, you're, you, me and your dad want you would love for you to come back. And he's like, did dad say that? And she's like, well, you know, not really you know saying that. He
0: is. Yeah. Right,
1: and... He starts getting another phone call and then he's like, okay, mom, I got to go by and just kind of hangs up on her Mm -hmm. and uh, it's one of his friends on the phone and then he, (laughs) why don't you say it?
2: I don't want to say it either, but okay. I mean, mean, it's part of the movie. It's part of the movie. I'm quoting it. I hate the word. Um, Just to show you how quickly he can shift gears into a totally different person. He answers the phone and he goes, what up? Faggot! And you're right. just like, oh, oh what yeah. a oh, piece shit. of
1: shit. Right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, and, and it's uh, it's little things like that, of course, of him just totally just hanging up on his mother woman, yeah. of course, and just disregarding all that shit and then saying something horrible horrible to his yeah. friend. And then that's where we see that um, he's back in town. He's seeing some of his friends. Uh, they're at a bar drinking and his buddy's like, you know what? man, We're homies and everything. But I gotta know, man. Me to you, you gotta tell me what really happened. So then... And he's
2: saying, like, yo, 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 can I be real with you? Like, yeah. this is Justin Long yeah. talking <clears throat> like this. That gives you any indication of how wrong it is.
1: So he, he pretty much just starts telling his friend, he's like, you know, I'm a very, uh, um, whatchamacallit
2: Well, he says she needed some convincing. She
1: needed some convincing, yeah. you know, I, 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 I'm a very persistent person kind right. of thing. Right. And from that point on, you're just like, oh, shit. You're, 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 there's, there's no way now thinking that he didn't do it. Because right. he's just showing all the signs now. So you're like, okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> right, here we go. So he uh, gets wasted with his friends, goes back drunk to his Airbnb, and calls the the woman who's accused him and Says, I'm sorry, and everything else. Leaves this
2: drunken long message. Right. And,
1: yeah. Uh, and then he passes out, um, wakes up the next morning, and um, he just starts really starts to wonder, like, whose shit is all this here? Like, right. and this is the next day. Like, right. he still hasn't given a shit. Not
2: scared of the neighborhood, not scared of the stuff left behind. No, and that's important nothing. as he goes down into the basement.
1: Right, yeah. yeah. That's when he. Uh, He sees that the door uh, was propped open earlier on in the movie, so he's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. So then he ends up going back downstairs. Um, I forget what was he going down there for anyway. Oh no, he was just
2: kind of looking around to see what. Go ahead.
1: No, he was measuring.
2: Right, he's measuring for the square
1: footage footage of the house because he wants to sell it so he can pay for his his lawyers. Right. And that's when he discovers the uh, hidden room. And instead of being like, oh, fuck, this is scary, going, he sees this as an opportunity to make more money because he, he thinks he can add it on as square footage. He
2: starts to measure it. Yeah, he's Googling, like, how do you count square footage? Mm-hmm. He just moves this bloody mattress, a camera, like, yeah. none of that bothers yeah. him at all.
1: And it's and it's really funny how the filmmakers are doing this, too, because they're, they're not focusing on all the stuff that he's missing. They're focusing on him yeah. going through this stuff. Uh, like through dog cages too, because he ends up finding the stairs going downstairs. And
2: he gets excited that there's even more downstairs. Right, yeah. and
1: he just and it's he's just totally oblivious to everything that's going on around yeah. him right now, which is the complete opposite of what we saw in the beginning of the movie. With Tess, yeah. Right. Uh, and then that's when he comes upon our humanoid woman, mm-hmm. and um, she chases him. Through this underground part of uh, this, this layer, I would say. Um, we see that there's a room with, like, a red light and, like, a, a TV playing uh, about how to breastfeed mm-hmm. babies. And he's already fucking weirded out by this. And then, yeah, the, he comes across the woman. He starts to run. And then that's when he falls into, a, a, like, this cage mm-hmm. along with Tess, who's been there for a few weeks now.
2: Who is just trying to tell him to shut up. Mm-hmm. Like, just... So he's
1: freaking the yeah. fuck out. He's mm-hmm. like, "What the fuck is going on? This is crazy!" Like,
2: she's just like, "Be quiet, shh." Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um. And is it right around here? When do we cut to the late eighties, early nineties part of the movie?
2: See, that's what I forget. I can't remember exactly if we get to the bottle feeding right away or mm-hmm. if we cut to Richard Brake.
1: Okay. All right. Well, so we'll Let's just cut we'll, to Richard Brake. yeah. Well, we'll yeah. Um, so the movie takes a shift to um, we get to see Richard Brake, who uh, an actor who we've seen tons of movies, is in Doom and a lot of Rob Zombie films. Uh, I think he's perfect for this part. Perfect. Oh yeah. my god, he's great. Uh, I saw him at a comic con one time and just like wandering around. Is he
2: terrifying? No, you look kind of happy, you
1: know. But, but, but anyway, um, we see that um, he used to own. The house, yeah, in the eighties and nineties, which was a completely different looking neighborhood back then. It's
2: it looks like like the end of Little Shop of Horrors, like beautiful green and blue sky and...
1: cars and people, kids riding bikes and yeah. everything. Um, I don't think it's the
2: eighties and nineties. I feel like it's older than that, like think so? earlier than that. Yeah,
1: maybe like sixties or
2: seventies. Mm. I think. No, no, no.
1: I, I got to go check it out.
2: Yeah. Anyway.
1: Um, so anyway, um we see him um get into his car, he leaves the house, uh, and it's it's a really weird shot if you watch it. Um, as he's walking out of the house, it's the, the camera's facing <clears throat> and he walks closer, and at some point in time he's kinda he seems like huger than like way bigger than the house yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh and he gets in his car and he goes <clears throat> to the grocery store. Um We see him like uh, picking up stuff for a baby, and there's like a woman who helps him in the grocery store picking out stuff because he said he has a baby on the way, and he's Mm -hmm. like, I don't know what I'm doing. Really
2: cagey, barely talking. Right,
1: very short with his answers. So he ends up um, buying a bunch of this stuff, uh, loading it in his car, and while he's doing that, he sees that there's also a woman who was at the grocery store too. Um, leaving in her car also. So he, we see that he ends up following her home. He changes into a jumpsuit. Um, and and Richard Brake is a white man, yet the name on the jumpsuit, I believe, is Carlos.
2: Oh, I didn't notice that. And
1: so, yeah. Um, um,
0: <laughs>
1: okay. So he wears this jumpsuit, and it looks like it's a work outfit. So he goes, ends up going to... The, the woman's house saying, hey, there's uh, like a power outage or something like yeah. that. So he's able to enter the house. She lets him in. Um, he goes to the bathroom to check the water. I think it was like the water thing. Yeah. Uh, he turns the water on. He unlocks the bathroom window. And then he leaves and he's like, goodbye, everything's fine here. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about anything. So you know he's leaving this window unlocked so he can enter it later on.
2: And kidnap her.
1: And kidnap yeah. her. Um, but we don't never see it happen, which is awesome. We just see him flip yeah. the lock. Mm-hmm. And that's the scariest part of what they could yeah. have ever done with that scene. Mm-hmm. is just him flip a lock on a fucking window. Yeah. And then leaves the house, all kind of weird and just, you know, not as verbal as one should be. And yeah. leaves, ends up going, goes back to his place, parks the car, and his neighbor comes out and says, Hey, you know, we're going to sell over here, and, you know, if we don't do it this year, you know, we might not get as much money. And Neighborhoods going to shit kind of thing, right. and and Richard breaks like ah, I'm not going anywhere. And then uh, <laughs> you yeah. see him enter the house, and we end up hearing the screams of a woman. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, so we're starting to understand like what's happening in this house, um, and we can start to piece a lot more together in, in what we're getting now. Yeah, uh, which leads to the scene of uh, of this humanoid woman in this house or in underneath this house and even in the house because now we know that the humanoid woman is the one who opened up opened her door the bedroom
2: door yeah and
1: so we see uh we see her try to breastfeed just
2: yeah and he won't do it
1: and she's saying, do it, or else and she's going to get And like, pissed.
2: just do it, yeah.
1: He doesn't do it, and she drags his ass out of the hole mm-hmm. and starts to do it naturally through her breast, and he's not having it. And They're doing it in that red room where the breastfeeding video is. So we're getting to learn more and more about this, this humanoid. We're seeing that um, this could possibly be through inbreeding kind of thing yeah. going on, which <laughs> it, it does end up kind of being...
2: It is. and um, Tess even says she just wants you to be her baby
1: right um and of course he won't do just it just
2: consent
1: yeah just do it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you need more convincing yeah. AJ. <laughs>
1: so he gets um she ends up getting free she you know, once he gets um, Tess
2: does Yeah. Tess,
1: Tess gets free runs towards the exits um runs out of the house because she accidentally steps on the tape measure and it alerts the, the woman that she's out. Yeah. Right. So she books.
2: She can't get out the door so she gets out the window and that's when you see Andre, the guy who had chased her and said come out that house,
1: mm. run up and pull her out of the window. Right. She busts it out, tries yeah. to go through and that, that's another great, great scene. In this movie is like when he gets, the, the guy gets her out of the house, right out of the window and we see the shot of her Sticking her hands out of the window and then yeah. slowly going back mm-hmm. in, staring. Oh, that was so effective. That shot was so yeah, effective. It's a
2: great, great shot. Um, so Andrea is. She's like, Tess is like, we have to go back in there. There's somebody else in there, and Andrea is like, "Are you nuts? Like, do not yeah. go back in that house." No. And so he won't help her. Um, and, she and, almost doesn't. She goes. Right. You know. She's, you know what? Let me, she finds the police. Right. Um. These. This squad car. Um, and she tells them there's someone who's been kidnapped, I was kidnapped, we have to go back to this house. Well, yeah,
1: well, she ends up, she leaves the house, and Andre yeah. says, you better not be around here if you're going to save this guy. You better not be around because she comes out at night. So right. she ends up leaving, she walks a very long way, and she ends up getting to a gas station where we assume that she calls the police.
2: Okay, you're right, yes. And then the squad car arrives.
1: The squad car yeah. arrives, and then that's when uh, she tells them all that would happen Of course, she's been in that basement for two weeks. She looks like shit. So these cops think that she's a crackhead. Right. So they don't believe her coming from that
2: neighborhood where no one lives.
1: Right. And they keep asking her for her ID. And she's like, what do you need an ID for? I'm telling you, someone is in danger right now. Mm -hmm. So she ends up leading them back to the house and, um, and that's actually, is that where, that might've actually been where the, the break was, uh, where we saw maybe that's before. where the, I think that's the Richard where break part is. Yeah. So they end up going back to her house with her and, um, she can't get in cause she's locked out and they ask again for her, her ID. She's like, I, I can't get it cause it's inside the house along right. with my keys and everything else. She starts to kick down the door and the cop's like, wait, 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 whoa. Now we're, I mean, don't do that. This isn't your house. You're breaking entering. They're not listening to a thing she's saying. Uh, they end up getting a call saying there's something in progress, and then they end up leaving.
2: They just leave her there. Yeah, yeah.
1: and not giving shit about her at all. Um, so then that's when um, she throws when she she throws a rock through the window mm-hmm. to go and save Justin Long.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, that's when she. Ends up going back in there, but Justin Long, um, he gets away uh, from her, I believe.
2: He does, and he makes it even further into that tunnel Hmm. where there's a little room where Richard Brake is.
1: Right, he's very old at this point in time, very sick. He's probably about 80 years old, 90 years old, yeah, in a bed, just melting away into his mattress. Mm -hmm. And Justin Long is like, oh, what the fuck's going on here? Are you okay? What's going on? And then he sees that um, there's just a pile of VHS tapes with women's names on them. Mm-hmm. And maybe not even women's names, just what uh, something that stood out about them, like the redhead yeah. or yeah, something like that that's marked on these tapes. And Justin Long throws one in, and he watches it, and we see him like start to be like, oh, what the fuck is the matter yeah. with you kind of thing. Yeah,
2: what the fuck did you
1: do? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and now we know for sure that he's been... Um, Stealing women and killing them and impregnating them and shit like that. And down then here.
2: The, his daughters, like, it's very incestuous. So this, the, the mother, she's called, the, mm-hmm. the humanoid woman, is definitely a product of, like, incest. Years
1: and years of incest. Years and
2: years of incest, yeah.
1: Um, so then that's when... Uh, uh, uh,
2: Richard Great pulls a gun pulls out of a the, gun out. Yeah, uh, yeah. the end table next to him. Um, and you think, well, he's going to kill Justin Long, but instead, he shoots himself in the head.
1: Right, because he knows the jig is up now. Yeah. These people are down here. I'm, I'm fucked. And who cares anyway now? So he just blows his brains out. Uh, Justin Long gets the gun.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, he starts heading out towards back through the tunnel, and that's when um, he act- sees actually, a light. Right, but before that though, um, wait, doesn't uh,
0: she? No,
2: I'm sorry. She sees a light. Right. So she is walking down in the tunnel. She sees a light. She doesn't hear anything. She doesn't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly a shot rings out and she gets shot in the gut.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then Justin Long runs out. Obviously not me. He was scared. He didn't right. see Yeah, who it was. He thought it was the crazy woman.
1: And we know it wasn't the cra- going to be the crazy woman either because uh, Tess had actually run the crazy woman into the house with her car. So she was pinned by yeah, the car. Yeah,
2: that's right. I forgot that part. That's a good part. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: So we, we kind of... Now, if you've seen <laughs> horror movies, you know that the humanoid woman is not going to be dead by right. just getting crushed by a car. But yeah. Tess goes down to uh, rescue Justin Long, um, but Justin Long is on edge, so he ends up shooting her, and uh, yeah, she we think at first she might be dead because her eyes are open when she got shot, but she's yeah. just in shock. So Justin Long picks her up, leads her out of the house. He's very, very sorry about it. And as they're leaving, they see that the car is all fucked up and the woman is gone. The
2: mother is gone, yeah.
1: Um, and so they start to get away. And then that's when they, they run into Andre again. He's like, you know, um, here, come with me. Um, come, I live over here kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's when they start to have a conversation about the Richard Brakes character and about how many women and how there, there's stories about that house yeah. and no one should be in there and that woman comes around this neighborhood and just stalks people and shit in here. So, mm-hmm. like, no one comes around here, you know. She doesn't fuck with me kind of thing. And then this is where Justin Long starts to have, like, an epiphany about himself saying, um, oh, man, I, well, I feel really bad about this. I feel, you know, um, as we're thinking, are you, he's referring not necessarily to shooting tests. He's thinking to himself about how he... He fucked up like he probably he raped this woman.
0: Yeah.
1: He's he had he's he was in a bad direction. This he really needs to kind of change his life thing. And he keeps going on and on about himself, about he, how horrible it is. But yet he is making everything about him. him. Yeah. And not about everyone else. I, and about the woman he shot and he hurt or anything. Right.
2: But he does take responsibility because Andre says, Wow, she really did a number on you, huh? Mm-hmm. And Justin Long's like, No, I did that. And that's right. when he launches into this. Mm-hmm. I think I might actually be a bad person. Right. Um, and yeah, and you're right, making it all about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know about the men who are watching this, but uh my I had my sister watch it right afterwards, and both of us, while he's making this big speech, both of us are like Fuck you, yeah. man!
1: <laughs>
2: Fuck off. Um, but it is an interesting moment where you're like, oh, is this gonna be like a redemption arc for AJ for this character?
1: Yeah, yeah, and you're you're somewhat led to believe that. Yeah, and um, which leads to Andre, the homeless guy, saying, you know, um, yeah, she she doesn't. No one's ever broken in here before, and then that's what she breaks in And the second,
2: there. you know, <laughs> they close in on his face, and, like, she she ain't never come in here, or something like that. And you know that, like, in the next second, she's yeah. just going to bust through there. And, and she does. does. And she, my sister liked to think that Andre survived, but I don't, I yeah. don't think so. I'm
1: sure the hospital in that area <laughs> took him <laughs> right. right away.
2: <laughs> she rips his arm off.
1: Yeah, and beats oh. him to death.
2: With it, yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, sure, Andre might be okay, sure.
1: So Andre kind of lived in this <laughs> silo, so
2: yeah.
1: um, Tess and Justin Long uh, climb up the silo stairs and get on top, and Justin Long still has the gun too,
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and they see that they're trapped up there, he goes to use the gun and uh, he drops it, because earlier in the movie we've seen signs of him just kind of being a, a dork and a goof, dropping shit all the yeah. time, mm-hmm. he dropped the tape measure, he dropped the knife when he was trying to defend himself yeah. against the woman, mm-hmm. uh, so he drops the gun and it falls off the silo. Uh, so they're trapped up there.
2: And he uh, says, there's nowhere to go. We can't stop her. And then he says, but we can't slow her down. And that's when he pushes Tess off the side of the silo. Yeah,
1: she slides down. She's hurt pretty bad. Yeah. And he says to the mother, she says, go get her, kind of go thing. Go get your baby. Go get your baby. And, and then so she... the
2: mother does. The mother launches off the side of the silo.
1: Jumps, cradles her, and... Splats on the ground. Yeah,
2: and breaks her fall.
1: Breaks her fall for her. Justin lung, goes down there. Um, sees that Tess is still alive. She yeah. survived the fall. Uh, the mother has her head cracked open. You can see blood. Yeah. Uh, Tess is all fucked up, and yeah. he's and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I had to do that. You know. No, no,
2: he says oh, no, no, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, you just slipped, you fell, like, he's already making up a story. Right, in
1: his head. And not
2: taking responsibility for what he did, yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. And then that's when the mother gets up from there and uh, squishes his eyes in and rips his his head in half. Yeah,
2: it's awesome,
1: it's it's fantastic. He's done, he's Uh, killed.
2: Some real bad stuff happens to Justin Long in horror movies. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) And then um, the mother's pretty hurt. and um,
2: But she's cradling Tess. Right. Tess has the gun now. Right. Um, and she's she's like looking at, she gets really upset when she sees the gunshot. She mm-hmm. puts her hands over the yeah. gunshot and she's saying like, baby, mo, baby. Mo, mo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, and Tess then raises the gun up to the mother's face. The mother doesn't struggle at all. No, right. And Tess shoots her in the face. And then we see her just walking out of that neighborhood. Yeah. But hope she makes it.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah. They just her walking through, and that's it.
2: Yeah, to, uh, um, oh, what's that song? Uh, it's a really good song, and now mm-hmm. I can't think of what it is. Boom. Needed boom. You boom. So, boom. yeah, that one.
1: Boom, <laughs> boom. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um,. Duh, be my little baby. Yeah. Be my little baby. Yeah.
1: Because the beginning yeah. of that song it sounds like a, a gunshot, and right. it starts mm-hmm. from that. really cool.
2: Great uh, movie. This is
1: uh, probably one of the best films so far this year.
2: It's my favorite. I mean, I don't know. I really, really liked Nope, but they're so different. I don't think I need to pick one.
1: Wait, you, those are your top two movies. Those are my you...
2: top two. I think of this. Really. Year. Wait, am I missing one? Oh yeah.
1: When did you? You're talking about a lot.
2: No, tell me.
1: You're talking about it everywhere, all at once sometimes.
2: Oh, my God. I See, that, yeah, you're right. Okay, top, <laughs>
1: top three, you're right.
2: That's number one. Barbarian is number two. Nope is number three. Okay. But, yeah. We
1: still have a, a month and a half left to get some movies in before we I make thought, our list.
2: I thought everything everywhere all at once was December, but it's not. It was, like, January. that it Something
1: out, like that, in. yeah. Yeah.
2: See, I just forget about the ones that come out in January.
1: Some of the best ones are in January yeah. because people just miss them because there's nothing that comes out in January. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's our review of Barbarian. Uh, definitely check this one out. A plus, yeah.
0: Um,
1: hope you did already, and hopefully we shed some light on some things maybe you didn't think of or see the first time around. But, uh, anyway, thank you for listening, and we will be back sooner or later.
0: Thanks for listening. me.